Do you want to live freely and lightly in your purpose and passion? More than ever, we need to learn to live in rhythms that help move us forward. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast. This is Holly Newton, founder of Exhale Women, and I am your host. I have invited three co-hosts, Annalise Lillard, Annette Yanez, and Cassie Cooper to join me here. We need God's rhythms of grace to live in His strength. What He builds, He sustains. We can't do it without Him. We have some incredible guests lined up, and we can't wait to share these conversations with you. Welcome to the Exhale Podcast, Season 3. Good. Y'all, I can actually see you now. I've got to confess, I haven't had my contacts in all day long. And like, y'all were just one blur earlier. I'm like, I see your hair color, but I can see you now. It's awesome. So, um... Yeah, so a couple of years ago, I felt like the Lord was telling me, you know, it's time to get on, get in the podcast world. There's, there's always room for one more to speak the truth of God, right? But I, I waited on him for his timing, and this, this, this is his timing. Uh, it's important to me that we connect as women um, across the generations, across the different seasons that we're in, because we can all learn from one another, the old from the young, the young from the old. And um, anyway, so here we are. Uh, I, I want to talk about these ladies really quickly. And then actually I'm giving the mic over to them because I want y'all to hear from them. But Annalise down there. Okay, so now I have to wear these readers. Okay, so Annalise Willard, <laughs> this is my daughter <laughs> that some Oklahoma boy stole her from me. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> I love you, Hayden. <laughs> And we're so blessed to uh, get to be in the same city as them. Hasn't the worship team done an amazing job? Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful because they just lead, they lead from presence and anointing. And um, Hayden, thank you for directing this whole day with the team. I appreciate you so much. Yeah, it's been a lot of work. Um, but God's presence is so good. So back to my readers. So Annalise um, lives in Austin here with her husband, Hayden, and um, she's birthed three of my seven grandchildren. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but uh, Aaliyah is almost four, Amos um, is in heaven, and Finley is two months old, right? right? Yeah, we're, we're right at two months past that ice storm. Um, Annalise loves to use, she's very creative. She's very creative. Um, when she, even when she has a baby stuck to her, she's very creative. <laughs> she loves to use her gifts to connect um, others to the heart of God. And um, yeah, so I was grateful that she decided to be a part of this podcast because sometimes you might not want to be with your mom. But she said yes willingly. I did not force her. And so we've enjoyed her voice. Annette um, is on staff at One Chapel and Kyle. And uh, woohoo! Oh, you Kyle people are rowdy. Y'all are so rowdy. Um, you bring the spice. <laughs> but I love the spice. I'm Texan. Uh, Annette really does have a passion to help people be fully devoted to God. She has been a huge help. Um, in, in the Exhale ministry uh, since I returned and just really pressing into the things that the Lord, she writes for Exhale Women and of course she's a podcast co-host. Yes. Oh, she's married to Bobby. That's important. She has three kids and they're still raising them and I tell her it will end. You know, this season will end. It'll be a new one, but this will, yeah. She has amazing kids and she's an amazing mama. And Cassie. Um, I was so blessed to meet Cassie as soon as we got back. Um, I think we arrived in Austin about the same time. And Cassie, now Dallas stole her from us, but that's okay, because that's where I'm from, so it's fine. Uh, she is a Colorado girl at heart, and we share the love for the mountains for sure. Uh, she's one of our uh, co-hosts. And Cassie's an amazing writer. I can't wait uh, for when your book comes to the world. <laughs> so she's just very talented, loves Jesus, Spending time with family, friends, and a good cup of coffee, a girl after my own heart. But um, I love your spirit, Cassie. So we're going to dive in here. Um, we do our podcasts and seasons. And what I love about what has happened here is we do have special guests. Um, oh, I can see you now. Sorry, I forget when. <laughs> um, when we were in Nashville, um, our, our lives intersected a lot of different people that we had never met before and there were some voices there that were um, very profoundly impacting to my walk with the Lord um, 
and then he brought us back here and it continues to be impacting with the people I get to be around now. And so what I love about what the vision God has given for the podcast is to bring different voices from different walks, different seasons, whether they're speaking to the nations or whether they're speaking to their children or the woman next door. We all have value and purpose. And so today's session is on awakening um, purpose and identity. And it, it was our season one and still the most downloaded season because I think everybody is searching for who their identity is. And um, what I loved about this, when we started talking about purpose, okay, so we have real life talks. You're not going to get high level theology. I mean... <laughs> Kim, we need you. <laughs> but no, no, we're sound theologically. But you will hear us wrestling ourselves with the things that we're talking about. Because we're all on a journey. Like you have heard many times today, we're in unfinished work. So today is about awakening purpose and identity. And it was kind of funny because before we did the first episode, we were talking about it. And Cassie's like, oh man, I love this word. And my daughter's like, I don't like this word. <laughs> and then we're kind of in between, right? So anyway, I'm going to turn the mic over to Cassie. Cassie, you know, the big question for you is, what do you think about when you hear the word purpose? I mean, we'll let you lead off today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I was one of the ones that I really do love the word purpose. And I feel like that's been a big piece of my story and my journey with the Lord. And kind of the vein that has resonated a lot with me. Um, is that God can bring amazing good out of the most unexplainable tragedy, tragedy or um, what we walk through in life circumstances. And so that's been a really big part of my story. And I think um, the Lord gave me a word back in high school, actually. I was at a youth conference at the church that I attended in Colorado. And I was in the worship session, and I just heard the words, pain with a purpose. And I was in high school, and, and you know what you go through in high school, there's girl drama and guy drama and just all things going on. And so I thought I was experiencing some, you know, real hard life. And <laughs> it took me a while to learn. Um, but I thought, okay, yeah, pain with a purpose. God's going to use my pain, and it's going to be for his purpose. And that has just continued to resonate even more and more with me uh, as I've kind of walked that out. And one of the verses that kept coming to mind was, I think it was Karen that maybe shared it earlier, but Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. And that can be a tricky verse um, when you start to think about it. I remember, um, I don't know if y'all remember last summer when we were starting to gather again, we were doing those outdoor worship nights. And it was the middle of summer, and they were great. We were gathering back together again, and it was hot and humid, and my hair was like five times its normal size, and I abandoned makeup for a while because it was, yeah, melting off. But um, it was before one of these worship nights where we were starting to come back together again. Um, Pastor Ross asked some of the staff to share just some verses and, and pray um, during the worship night. And um, we all kind of came up, and these were some verses he had had on his heart, and Romans 8, 28 was one of them. And I picked that one up, and it was really resonating with me. And he just said, you know, I wanted to, to chat with you before you shared about that verse, because it, it is just a tricky verse. You know, how do you share and, and encourage someone with that verse? Because it can be taken like, you know, oh, all things work together for good. Like, okay, everything that I do is going to turn out good. And that's not really what that verse means. Um, it doesn't mean that it's all going to be, you know, rainbows and roses. Um, it means the things that we walk through, all things that we go through, that when we surrender to the Father and we walk in love and a posture of love toward the Father, those things can work together for good. And if you know me, I love to do research on my words. And so I looked up the Greek um, for kind of what work together, uh, the original Greek, what that word meant. And it comes from the word that we get, synergy. From. And so it's where things work together to create um, a sum that is greater than those parts would have been on their own. And so when we put that in, it's these things work together to create something that's bigger and for a greater purpose than it would have been on their own or without those things. And so I think when we look at our own stories and we think about, okay, Lord, what I've walked through and the things that I have gone through, how those have worked together 
to create something bigger and something with even more purpose than we would have had you know, without those circumstances. And I think it's worth noting that when all things work together for good, it's not always what we think looks like good, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's, it's Isaiah 55 where it says, you know, his ways are higher than ours and um, his thoughts are higher than ours. And so when we're working through this, this unfinished process, believing that things are gonna work together for his good and for his purpose. Yeah, I can keep going a little bit, um, but um, I think it's been a struggle uh, walking that out practically, though. Um, I don't know, that what's just been really resonating with me throughout this whole uh, conference, even just in our first worship session, session as I was praying and before I heard anyone share up to this point about um, the unfinished stories. You know, we're all a part of an unfinished story, but we all have unfinished stories that we're walking out. And um, I thought it was so beautiful what Pastor Amy shared, just about being still and knowing that he is God. And I love that Psalm 46 is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. And if you start at the beginning of that chapter, like everything is going wrong. When the earth shakes, when the mountains crumble, and it seems like things are so out of control. And I think we can all identify with that in this last year. You know, we've had some mountains shake and we've had the earth crumble a little bit. And it feels like in our personal lives and in the world and in our nation. And... In that, that's in the middle of all of that confusion and chaos is where the Lord chooses to drop that verse that so many of us have up on our wall at home. Be still and know that I am God. And that words, you know, the words be still really means to let your hands drop from your work that you're trying to do and then come to that place of intimacy with the Father. And it brings it right back to that place of when I walk in intimacy with the Father and when I walk in knowing him and in loving him, that's when things start to work together for his good. So what I, what I want to ask you before Annette comes on, because Annette's going to talk about surrender. Um, so Cassie, you have walked through some really difficult things, some tragedies. How, how, how have you kept pressing in to the Lord, um, believing him for his purpose? Like when, I know there's been times where you are like, what is going on? So just, would you just share with the ladies just some really practical tips and honest tips about how you dealt with that and keeping in check because you're, you know, you walk really steadfast for what you've been through, so. Yeah, um, so I'll share a little bit of my story with you all. Um, some of you know me, some of you know it, um, but about two and a half years ago, my family walked through um, just an unexpected tragedy. Uh, we got the news that my sister um, had an allergic reaction to some medication that she'd been taking and she was on life support. And uh, later that afternoon, I got a call from my dad with what I assumed would be an update on travel plans because they were headed to my sister. And I don't hear my dad cry very often, but he was just broken on the other end of the phone and I thought something had happened to my mom or I, I didn't know. And he called to tell me that my cousin, who was like an older brother to me growing up, had been killed in a car accident that morning. And um, our whole family was just reeling. That was losses that we had never experienced like that. Um, and then when I was on the flight to my cousin's funeral, uh, my sister passed. And so it was two tragic and unexpected losses that our family walked through. And um, that was a really shaking experience. Um, to go through, you know, something like that and to, to have those questions of God, you know, what are you doing? Where are you? Why that, that anger, you know, that Karen talked about a little bit, but experiencing that and just wondering what, what in the world are you doing, God? And I think coming back to that verse, I felt a little bit of that anger too, of like, okay, you work all things together for good, but how are you going to work this one for good? Because my, my sister had a nine-year-old daughter and there's just, there's so many things that it's like, why? And... Um, for me, walking through seasons leading up to that, prayer journaling had been a really big thing for me. Um, I'm a writer, so I, I journal. And I know for some people that's, you know, I know Annalise has talked about writing music, or uh, I have some very creative friends, and maybe that looks like art or something along those lines, but to commemorate seasons that you're walking through and prayers that you're praying, because it is so easy to forget the times that God has been faithful when you're walking through something difficult again. And to even just look back on, and I'm one of those people that I'll pray prayers and forget that I prayed them, and to have those in a prayer journal to look back on and say, oh, God answered that prayer. I, you know, I, I can't even, you know, I didn't remember. And um, 
So I think looking back on that is such a faith building experience. And it's, for me, has been one of the pivotal things when I'm in those in-between seasons. Cause that's, you know, I still feel like my family is, is working toward that healing and, and saying, okay, God, I, I believe you're gonna bring purpose out of this. I believe you're gonna bring good, but I still can't see it yet. And I don't know if any of y'all feel like you've been praying that prayer a lot lately of, okay, God, I'm really trying to hold on, but I don't see how you're gonna work this one out. And for me, that's been prayer journaling and reflecting on the times that God has been faithful in the past. That's what the Israelites used to do. They, when God did a miracle, they would build an altar of stones on that place so that when he came back to that, they would remember. And so I think in this, this unfinished middle, you know, it's holding on to the promises of what God is doing and what he's going to do. Thank you. That's so good. Yeah. It's a reminder of what you do in the middle determines what the future is, right? You've got to keep pressing in. Thank you for sharing your heart. Well, um, one of the conversations I've really enjoyed with Annette this season, uh, the, over these seasons is how she's pressing into surrender. So I'm going to just give her the mic. And Oh, everybody has one. That's awesome. You can have this. <laughs> so for me, surrender has been a kind of a new word in my life over the past um, probably... 12, 14 months, and it's just come after finally feeling like I've done what I think I can do as much as I can, and I just cannot do anymore, because what I'm doing is not enough. You know, when Karen was talking about that, like, you know, oh, I am enough, but we're not, and I remember reading this book, and the lady said the best place is when we can just say, I just can't, I give up. I completely give up because in my efforts, I'm only taking myself or my family this far. And so I've really had to walk out this, um, this word surrender and really know what it means to be completely and totally surrendered. And it's first is just laying everything out. It's just laying it and saying, I cannot anymore. For years, um, all I knew was to, in order to have acceptance was my performance. If I could perform, I'd be accepted. If I can strive, I would be accepted. And so that's all I thought. If I strive, I'll be accepted. And all I wanted was to be accepted. And so that striving and that performing would only take me so far. And then even in my relationship with Jesus, right, like at some point he's like, let me do it for you. Let me be there for you. I already accepted you. But at a certain point, you know, it, it kind of goes through one one year and comes out the other and so in these months I've just had to find myself okay Lord I cannot anymore Holy Spirit I've tried and I just can't it's either I give up and I'm going nowhere or I'm giving up and you're gonna take me somewhere and so in that kind of middle of that conversation um, I just began to surrender to God and I just I would just lay my feelings out I would lay everything out uh, the angry prayers, the worry prayers, um, the prayers of, God, are you real? You know, because some days in COVID did not seem like it. Um, but if you are, you're going to show yourself, right? And so, let me just, little parentheses. The amount of scripture that we read, no matter what season we're in, it's going to come up. So, you put the word in, when you don't need it, it'll be there when you do need it. So, those things would come up. And I would just, I, I would find myself remembering these scriptures from when I was little. And I remember Menez and I one time talked about, oh, maybe that scripture that we learned as a kid is, is our life verse, right? Why is it coming up now as an adult? Um, so here I am, just surrender, surrender. And just, it became the most beautiful place ever. And I remember one conversation where Amy also talked about, is God enough for us? And I remember leaving thinking, I don't know, <laughs> is he? And just in that surrender of saying, I give everything over. If I never in my life again speak to somebody, you are still enough. If never again in my life do I have an opportunity to travel or to be with family or, um, or if church opens, if never again anything that I think is valuable, if I never again have that, it does not matter. Because if I have Jesus then that is enough. And in that surrender is where I began to, to understand purpose. You know, because purpose we sometimes equate as career. 
And so I remember in high school, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go and be an advertisement or I'm going to go and uh, be a doctor. And I had all these things and I knew, I, I, I knew things that God had placed in my heart. Oh, if I go do this, this is how God's going to fulfill these, this purpose. This is how God's going to do this. If I go and accomplish this career, if I go and accomplish going, you know, I went to Bible school. If I go and I accomplish these things, this is how God's going to bring his purpose in my life. And I began to realize that purpose is just knowing him. That's it. Purpose isn't anything that we're doing. Purpose isn't about what we do. And that's a hard lesson to go through. And so purpose has become, my purpose has become, if I have nothing else but you, Jesus, that's all I need. If me and my family will serve you for the rest of our lives, if we will love you because we have seen your faithfulness in our life, there's nothing more that I need. That is more than enough purpose that he's done in my life. And so as I was going through this and figuring out that that's it, that's my purpose, to love Jesus and he's enough in me, I started to really hang on to um, Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6, and then Proverbs 16, 3. And there's this word that, that is called, uh, there's this word, commit. And in Hebrew, so we are kind of being theologic. Uh, theologians today <laughs> uh, this word gala and it it um, is also the best way that um, I heard and then I kind of did a little bit of digging um, it's Hebrew gala meaning commit and it's this idea that uh, they would pack camels and they'd pack them really heavy for a long journey and so they would pack the camel and everybody like all right we're going off to this journey and as they were going at some point the camel was just like this is too heavy I can't. So the camel just kneels. And when he would kneel, when the camel kneels, everything just rolls off the camel's back. Everything just rolls off. And I said, Jesus, that's exactly where you want me. That's exactly where your surrender and where your purpose is. When I can just kneel before you, when I can kneel before who you are, when I can say, Lord, I want to know your goodness. I want to know your loving kindness. I want to know that you will never leave me nor forsake me. If you said that I'm blessed coming in and blessed going out, I want to see that. If you said that anything my hands touch will prosper, well, I want to see that. If you said that I'm loved and accepted, well, then I want to see that as I surrender and I roll everything off to you. I roll it all, all this heaviness, because purpose is not to be heavy. Purpose should not be this heavy thing that we carry, because we're not supposed to be carrying it. Purpose does not have to weigh us down. When we can commit, when we can roll everything off our backs and we can commit to our purpose in Him, then we can say, God, whatever you are doing, I want to be a part of that. And that has been the most beautiful thing that I probably, I mean, I have seen God's hand in my life many, many times. But for the first time in my life, I can say, I know the joy of the Lord in this surrender. I can say that having just him be enough is the best thing I've ever had in my life. And so I just want to encourage you to whatever you may think you're carrying, that you're trying to accomplish, or that God, God, God has given us, God's given every one of us something to do physically, right? Like, I like how Karen kind of named off some things. Um, right now, God is calling me to my three teenagers, and that is more than enough. <laughs> Can I, can I roll them off my back? <laughs> Someone take them. So we all have something. God wants us to do something. He wants, to, he wants us to partner with him. But is there something that we're trying to do with it ourselves? Is there something that we're carrying and that we can just let it roll off and find purpose in him? Because when we find purpose in him, it's really we're finding him. So then we find our identity. And our identity really comes to life when we know him. So if we can really look at Jesus, can we really have those moments and say, you are good because I've spent time on my knees knowing you are good, then I know that I am good. He has called me to good works. If I have spent time knowing that, God, you said you'll never leave me and forsake me because you are a God who never fails, well then I can say God will never leave me because he sees something in me. And so we can start knowing who we are because we know him. And so even if, if nothing else, knowing him is enough. Knowing him is our purpose and knowing him is our identity. And so I just want to encourage you to, to just trust in obedience 
whatever God may be asking you. Um, he's asked me many times, and I feel like he's continually asking me, Annette, I think you have something else. Let, the, let, let it roll off your back. Just keep letting it roll off. I'm meeting you right here. This is your purpose with me for the rest of your life. Thank you. It's a good word. Good word. So, last but not least, Annalise, can't wait to hear what you have to say because I know this has been a journey for you since we started talking about the word purpose. So, Yeah, um, I will be completely transparent here and say when mom texted us with the topic of purpose, I was like, uh, really with this word, we're going to go, okay purpose. I really don't like this word. I didn't like this word. Um, it really stung, like it left a stinging feeling. And it's amazing how I tried to accommodate that feeling and not address it. I just let it sting and um, I let it sit there. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to say about purpose? I don't know, mom. <laughs> um, so I'll give a bit of my backstory here uh, as she shared a little bit today. Uh, three years ago, I was 20 weeks pregnant with our son, my second born, and um, I woke up the morning of our ultrasound, and I sat down, and it's amazing that we have this theme of him being more than enough. I love that, because as you were speaking, Amy, I was reminded of this moment. I woke up before everybody in the house, which is rare, because I was super pregnant and super tired. I was sitting there, and I heard the Lord say, I am enough for you. And I was like, that's cool. That's pretty run-of-the-mill. Thank you, Lord. You are more than enough for me. I take that today. I didn't know that I would need that. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Um, I didn't know I would need that four hours later when my entire world flipped upside down. And a doctor was looking at me saying, your son's not going to live. It stung obviously. Um, it decimated my world. And so even now I see those words seeping in and reminding me that he's more than enough. So that season of walking that out with my son, um, who, by the way, lived longer than they thought he would, praise God, a miracle. Um, I can unpack that and say, you are more than enough for me. Um, to be completely transparent, I have quickly realized that my foundation and understanding of purpose was all wrong the whole time. I associated purpose and identity with things that I can do and what I'm good at. And I think purpose is an incredible word. Uh, it's multifaceted in that God does give us gifts in life. And that is a divine integration into our purpose. But our foundational purpose is in God. And if we can't have that foundation there, it'll give way really quick and we'll feel jaded and confused and we'll lose a sense of purpose. And to be completely transparent with you since losing my son, I've, I lost a sense of purpose and I didn't know my way up or out. Um, and so today kind of kicked me in the gut a little bit feeling like I want to come here and I want to say, like, here's the way forward, guys. <laughs> but I think... I'm sure there are people in this room who need to know that if you are just keeping your head above water right now, if it's all that you can do, that your purpose is in him first, everything will follow. And I was thinking about this. As we commune with God and we unpack purpose with him, it's an invitation to just walk with him and not have purpose figured out in gifts. Um, as we commune with him, our identity becomes wrapped up in him. It's not in us. And it's there that that purpose being an invitation uh, becomes a light thing. It's not a heavy thing. This has been since January. It has been a process for me it's, to even hear myself talk about it like this. I feel set free, praise God. Um, it's really my take on purpose. So let me see here. He has been more than enough. And 
That's all that I can say. And so I just invite you, if you feel like you're keeping your head above water here, if you're in that season, um, I've been there, I am there, and he is near to us. And if that's all I ever have in life, that's more than enough for me. Um, but I have a good feeling that he's going to keep writing the story in a way that I couldn't have imagined that day sitting there in the doctor's office hearing words I thought I would never hear. And here I am. And I can say he has been faithful. He has continued to shape me and walk with me. He has never once left me. And I don't feel without when I walk next to him. So, yeah. So good. So good. She hasn't shared much about that yet. So this is a gift. (laughs) Because, I mean, the countenance, you can't make that up. You can't manufacture strength. You can't man- manufacture peace and moving on. And Anna, I know you had days of doubts. You cried. You cried out the honest, earnest prayers like we all have talked about today, like we've done. But this is the faithfulness of God. This is the faithfulness of God. And um, I know one thing they don't and we don't is ever want you guys to feel sorry for the life of Amos and, and what we walked through. Yes, it was hard, but God was good and faithful and one thing I think we did I mean I'll never forget that moment when you and Hayden walked in the door I'll never forget that moment of everything felt shattered but we knew that God was around us and he has proven himself faithful faithful from birth to heaven and um, I could say more about that, but another day. <laughs> I just, he's so faithful. And I think back on that seven years ago when God helped me find my freedom. If I, if I wouldn't have done this scary thing, I would have missed some of this. Life would have gone on, and I would have missed it. And so I'm so thankful for God that he is a restorer, that he, he really can make so much more out of our lives and I think we even think he can and we limit him and I think as we go into the next session after a break can you just take a minute and just let go of your limits like think of the best thing you think God could do for you right now and just let go and go oh he can do so much more because he's like that so thank you for sharing I know it's a tender thing, but it's a gift. And thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you, Cassie. Thank you, Annette. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are here for you. You can find me super easy at Holly A. Newton on Instagram and Holly Newton Official on Facebook. I'd love to connect with you and hear how the show is encouraging you. And let's help others find the show so that they can also be encouraged in their purpose and passions. There's a couple of ways you can do that. One by subscribing and another is by rating and reviewing the show wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And two, you can even screenshot, share your stories, text it to your friends and family. And be sure to tag me at Holly A. Newton on the socials so we can connect.